Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do you like your podcasts? Scrambled, fried, poached, or off menu? It's the Off Menu Podcast with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. Hello, James. Hello, Ed. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Oh, much better after that lovely intro. It was very good. You were playing around with the theme of eggs, because you've always got to think, haven't you? You've got to think for a different intro. And for this one, I think you were like, oh, what food intro could I do? And then you looked at the screen here, whereas me, you and Benito, and we all have our different names, and yeah. you always just put as your name, Egg, don't you? You egg. always put that, and it says Egg in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen there, yeah. and you just looked at that, and you went, that's what I'm riffing on. That's what Eggs. I think happened. Am I right? Turns out I will now riff on the one word that I can see in front of me, Egg. Yeah. That's how blunted my comic uh, sense has become over the course of this global pandemic, uh, which we're still in. If uh, you're listening to this in the future and we're out of it, thank thank the Lord. Uh, but that's why this episode is recorded on Zoom, of course, James. Yes, a lovely Zoom episode. And we're going to ask a guest over Zoom, their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And this week's guest is... Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, brilliant musician. Uh, She's got a new single out, James, with uh, KSI and Digital Farm Animals called Don't Play. Oh, very exciting, very exciting. I love a new single. And she's also uh, a a, a judge. She's also a judge. I forgot the word for judge there. On uh, James, could you change your name to judge so I remember it? Yes, I will. Sorry, I'll change it on the screen here so you you can riff on it. Uh, she's a judge on The Voice, uh, of course, the show mm-hmm. where they sit in chairs and spin spin round if they like it. Here's a thing, Ed, that maybe I haven't told you about me, or maybe I have and I've forgotten. You're but, on a series uh, of The Voice. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, I like to watch The Voice blind auditions on YouTube. Uh, it makes me emotional. James, you have told me that before because I know all of those things about you. Because okay. you're a very sensitive little boy. Yes. And you do all of those things and then it worries you that you do them. So you feel like you need to tell other people that you do them so they can go, don't worry, man, you're not crazy. <laughs> I, I, I'm not too worried. Yeah, you should be, you fucking weirdo. Oh, man, oh, no. <laughs> um, maybe I'll get a chance to pitch my new food-based twist on The Voice uh, oh. to Anne-Marie uh, called The Smell, where oh. uh, the judges are in their normal positions uh, and then someone brings out a hot dish of food they've just cooked. And if the judges like the smell, they spin oh. around and they can see what the food is. Ed, that sounds like a great idea. Thank you very much. I would love that show. Unfortunately, if Anne-Marie says a secret ingredient, which we will now say, she will be removed from the restaurant, James. And the secret ingredient this week is... Ribena tooth kind? It's Ribena tooth kind. Apparently, according to the great Benito... Dynamo brought it up in his episode, and we said we should put that on the list, and now it's on the list. So right. this is actually an 
a dynamo secret ingredient. So I don't like Ribena full stop. Nah, not really into it. Don't care but, for it. But Ribena 2 is kind of special. He can get out of town. Yes. So if Anne-Marie says Ribena 2 is kind, I can't think why she would. Uh, we will kick her out of the restaurant. Sorry. Sorry, Anne-Marie. But she's arriving now, so we better go and prepare the restaurant. Uh, here is the off-menu menu of Anne-Marie. Welcome, and oh, are we saying? Are you saying bye to Benito, James? You've never done that before. Well, I just think it's rude. We always just let him slither off into the night before a podcast record, and I thought I'd say goodbye to him. Well, I was welcoming our guest, but I know that this is going to have to be in the beginning of the podcast now because <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst start we've ever had. I just thought you might. I mean, maybe you know, not blame me for that. And why didn't you say goodbye to Benito as well before we started the podcast? I just think this is supposed to be a dream restaurant. Imagine if you went to a restaurant and uh, the waiter at the door <laughs> stopped saying welcome to you so you could say goodbye to the chef who was sort of slinking back into the kitchen. Yeah, then fair enough. And I'd say goodbye to the chef also. As, as the, I'd feel what a nice restaurant, what a nice, everyone's nice to each other. One big happy family. But what I wouldn't like if I was a guest is if I arrived and there were two people greeting me at the door, and one of them started saying hello, and the other one said, oh, I'll see you later, chef. And the other one was like, what are you saying goodbye to the chef for? <laughs> then I'll be like, what the hell? This is, this is not good. Let's stop bickering, because now we do have to welcome our guest. Welcome, Anne-Marie, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello. <laughs> welcome, Anne-Marie, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Now, obviously, uh, we're in the, uh, the midst of a global pandemic, so none of us are eating out very much. Um, but in normal times, mm-hmm. are you eating out a lot? Do you go to a lot of restaurants? Mm, yeah. I've tried to cook more this time because eating out means you have to be around strangers. Uh-huh. So I stay home. Yeah, they're, strangers are a bit weird. What are the things that scare you the most about strangers? Um, they say stuff that you're not prepared for. Mm. Like, you know, when you're with your friends, you kind of know what they're like. Uh-huh. So you know what's... You kind of can work out what will come out of their mouth. But with strangers, it's a bit scary with that. Yeah. And their eyeballs are quite <laughs> scary. Uh-huh. What, what, how would you describe strangers' eyeballs? Quite rounded. Uh-huh. Yeah. And scary. But surely when you... So your friends, the first time you met them, they were strangers, right? <laughs> so yeah. how, did their eyeballs then change? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they became a bit smaller. Yeah. Mm. Not in size, but in width yeah. or height. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, less intense. That got easier. And they started asking you questions that you were ready for and that you were... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I'm, I'm interested in this eyes thing. Do you think mm. it's because you're famous, so people are like, oh, my God, it's, it's Anne-Marie, and their eyes go all wide, or do you think it's like a, a scientific thing? Yeah, before <laughs> you were famous, did you notice that strangers had big round eyes? <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I've always been very hyper-aware of every single thing. And nowadays, if I were to go out, I do wear a big hat and glasses and a mask mm. and a coat, and then my friends say, that makes you more, people want to look at you more. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to do. I've got pink hair as well. well how, how big's this hat? <laughs> Very big hat, so I get it. I'm going to get my yeah. hat. Go and get the hat. Sure. Oh, I'm revealing God. the most terrifying cushion I've ever seen in my life. Yep. I did not know that. Anne-Marie was sitting in front of her sofa, so we didn't see this cushion. And she's just moved. And the, the cushion has... <laughs> The, a, a human face printed onto it that looks like kind of how actually kind of the opposite of how you've described strangers because it's like got no eyes whatsoever yeah. this cushion oh now okay oh now, now you've okay. moved it it's a baby it's yeah. a photo of a it's real a baby boy, so. all right these are my hats okay here's the hats big That's fluffy big black hat, hat. Big, hat, fluffy hat. big fluffy green hat the same one hat in green three. The same one Big in pink leopard. Fluffy leopard print pink hat. Yeah. I, mean. I would say in in order of in ascending order of conspicuousness. Like there's there's no way you'd wear that pink leopard one out and go, oh, I'm trying to stop people looking at me. Especially yeah. as you're covering pink hair with a pink hat with leopard spots on it. You've upped your game there, if anything. That's my nephew. It's a nephew on the cu- oh yeah, we probably should have asked. It was the way the, the cushion was arranged uh when you got up that uh 
oh, made your nephew uh, look like an inhuman monster. But now I'm seeing him, he's actually very sweet. <laughs> very cute. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, were you so enamoured with your nephew that you got your nephew's face printed onto a cushion? Or was that given to you and you had no choice? That was a gift from my sister. Um, mm. So his mum. Yes. Did you give those to everyone? I think maybe. <laughs> She's a new mum. She hasn't got time to think about presents, so she just got everyone a cushion with his face on it. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I feel fine, yeah. I like it, but I do forget about it, and then I do Zooms, and it scares the shit out of people. So. <laughs> we always start here with still or sparkling water, Anne-Marie, as every meal starts. Mm, I, I go still, because sparkling tastes very sour. Oh, have we had yeah. that reason before? I don't think we've ever had the sour reason before. I was expecting a bubbles reason. I thought you were going to say it's a strange water when you see it, the bubbles are very wide and they, <laughs> they stare at you and they get smaller as you get to know them. <laughs> That's true, though. It does fizzle out. No, it's just the taste of it. It's very sour. Don't you think? Do you like any sour flavours? or Mm-mm. No. Sweet no. all the way. Sweet, yeah. I mean, I've never heard anyone say that sparkling water tastes sour. Do you not think it does? No. If you think about it now, if you think about tasting it now, mm-hmm. does it taste sour? It tastes fizzy. To that's me. not a flavour. No, that's true. No. It's <laughs> not a flavour at all. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Just... That's why I get thrown out of all those professional champagne tastings. Because <laughs> it oh, tastes fizzy. Bringing fizzy through. I'm getting a lot of fizzy on the palate. I can't imagine it tasting sour, to be honest. But... I'm I'm imagining it now, Mm-mm. and I can imagine it tasting sour, but I do have to replace the actual taste of it with the sour. I just have to imagine it wrong. Yes. Right, so that's not right then. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that's right. What you got in all those multicoloured drawers behind you? Oh, loads of different things, really. I bought them because I started drawing art, and, I've, and I wanted to put my different coloured pens in there, and then uh-huh. it became my flat was too small, and I just used them now to put, Rubbish in. Not actual rubbish, but like <laughs> bits and bobs. So yeah, bits and bobs. The draws. top has got all now all nail stuff. Yeah. The but the red one has uh, face masks, like actual face masks, not like that those ones, like actual not COVID relaxing ones. ones. Yeah, yeah relaxing not ones, ones, not pandemic ones. Yeah. Um, those three are pretty much pens, and then I've got some COVID rapid tests in the in the. In that one. Lovely. And then some makeup, I think. Everything you need, really. Yeah. If Now, if you have to move in a hurry, you can just take that and know you'll probably be all right. <laughs> yeah. What art were you drawing? <laughs> well, at the beginning of the lockdown, when it all started, I'd started writing down quotes that made me feel better because not that that's art, really. I just, <laughs> I realised that I get so influenced by words that I see. So I started drawing quotes writing quotes yeah and then it became a thing and then on the zoom calls I was doing with all my friends where we were doing quizzes and bingo and all of that stuff the prize became my artwork and then I then I had to do it and it was quite stressful but then it became a thing and now I do it all the time so I draw all the time I would very much like to see some of your quotes that you've drawn I can show you alone with the baby again the baby's in a better (laughs) position now yeah. Nobody asked for your opinion. Now, that is not the kind of quote I'll that be I was honest, imagining. Yeah, Anne-Marie, I was not expecting that. I was expecting some sort of uplifting, uh, feel-good yeah. quote, maybe, because everyone's struggling a bit. But it's you've gone with nobody asked for your opinion with a, with a lovely drawing of a daisy in there. Is, is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, that's taken me by surprise. I like it a lot more than what I was expecting it to be. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be, shoot for the moon, even if you'll miss, you'll end up among the stars or something. Oh, <laughs> says, no. Nobody asked for your opinion. Shut your face. No, I'm into that. Yeah. I'd, I'd totally hang one of those. Maybe just, uh, could I commission a, 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 a fuck off your eyes are too wide? What? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what I would like. I mean, I guess I'd, I'd like something that's very anti-cheese board or something on my... James doesn't quote. like cheese. You don't like cheese at all? I like cheese, but I don't like it in place of a dessert. I think that's insane. Yeah, that is weird. It's like drinking a glass of sour water at the start of a meal. doesn't make sense. <laughs> exactly. This is, what, this is what James does. He he dips his toe in early doors, like in the water course, just to check to see if his the guest yes. is going to pick cheese board for dessert. And now he can relax, you see. Now he's completely relaxed. Now he knows that you're not going to do that. 
Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Maybe we start with dessert. Maybe no, we'll no do we're not doing that. I know you've, you've always wanted to, to do that. Better. We're not. We're going to stick to this world is topsy turvy enough. We'll still do, we'll still do all the courses, but we can just start with dessert now and work our way backwards. That we can't, James. The world is a mess. We we need to stick to some things. And this <laughs> starting Ed, with the starter. Ed, nobody asked for your opinion. Oh, oh. right. <laughs> well, fuck off. Your eyes are too wide. What? <laughs> Pop it up, absorb bread. Pop it up, absorb bread. Anne Marie. Pop it up, absorb bread. <laughs> Just figured out what you've said. Okay. Where? In a meal? Sure. Bread. <laughs> I love the amount of time you took to work out the context. You're like, well, if it's in a meal, I'm going to have bread. <laughs> what What were the other contexts that popped up in your mind there, Anne-Marie, where you might have picked poppadoms? In a, in a swimming pool? I think... <laughs> I think I would have poppadoms in a meal, but bread just generally. Because I could eat a loaf of bread a day. Oh yeah. I've had this basically I got told that bread gives you cellulite, right? And mm. it and it really made me sad. So I had to pull back on the bread. And then I had a meeting with a personal trainer the other day and I was like, "Does bread give you cellulite?" And she was like, "No." So now I eat <laughs> loads of bread. <laughs> I don't know many personal trainers that would uh, give the green light on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the personal trainer gave the green light on eat loads of bread. I think the personal trainer just said bread doesn't give you cellulite and you've now taken yeah. that as gospel and you're running with it. And fair enough. Yeah. What sort of bread are we talking? If you if you have it in this dream meal, what's your dream bread? Like a bagel, a really soft, chewy bagel that you get on Brick Lane. Uh-huh. Now, James, I don't know if I'm speaking out of place here. I'm not sure we've had a bagel as the bread choice ever. We've not had we? a bagel as the bread choice yet. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> A bagel is a is a wonderful choice, specifically from Brick Lane. Which one on Brick Lane, though? Because there's two warring shops on Brick Lane, aren't there? I know, I know. I don't know the name, but it's the one on the right. Oh, it depends <laughs> on where you're facing, surely. <laughs> if you're looking at them, the one on the right. Yeah. yeah. yeah Always okay. going with the one on the right, it's fine. <laughs> but then when, when, you, when you come out of one, the other one's now on the right. That's you, <laughs> where you come out. I also remember the bagel <laughs> shops on Brick Lane like I remember Anton Deck. They're always <laughs> yeah. in the same position. Are you having anything uh, on the bagel or just like or just the bagel? You're going to tear it apart and pick it up? Uh, the bagel is topped with Philadelphia. No butter, just Philadelphia. That's my dream meal. Is that it? Is this the end? Just of, is this the... a Philadelphia bagel. <laughs> well, this is the quickest episode we've ever had. <laughs> Someone's ended their dream meal at a Philadelphia bagel in the bread course. Now, I don't want to jump ahead here mm. because we're, I might be about to get this wrong. But before we started this episode, we were chatting to your PR who said that you would choose the Philadelphia sandwich. Now, is this the Philadelphia sandwich or is the Philadelphia sandwich something else? <laughs> like a cheesesteak sandwich? Because I'm, I'm now thinking it's the Philadelphia sandwich, oh. sandwich from Philadelphia. When Anne-Marie's P- PR said Philadelphia sandwich, did you think it was a sandwich from Philadelphia? Because I immediately assumed it was a cream cheese sandwich. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought it would be like a Philly cheesesteak sandwich or something. No. No, <laughs> no just actual cream cheese and so, bread. already, before we've even got to the main meal, you have proved that your PR knows you better than anyone. Yeah. The opposite of a stranger. Yes. <laughs> How much... I mean, I've, I've never met anyone so enamoured with Philadelphia before. I mean, look, it's fine, it's there. How much cream cheese are you eating? In two bagels, I could eat the whole tub. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I grew up on Philadelphia sandwiches. My mum and dad actually went to the doctors because they were worried that that was the only thing I was eating. <laughs> I, I, I'd have cheese sandwich at lunchtime, come home, have two cheese sandwiches for dinner. I wouldn't eat any vegetables, no fruit, just cheese sandwiches. And they went to the doctor and he was like, well, is she growing okay? Is she healthy? And they were like, yeah. And he went, well, don't worry about it then. I'm, that doctor sounds very similar to your personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> is it just the same, the same person that you've hired to make you feel good about the choices you want to make? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it yeah. sounds like, you know, he's probably 
all day long dealing with people with actual illnesses and diseases and stuff like that. <laughs> and then a parents come in and go, she's eating Philadelphia cheese sandwiches all the time. It's like, get out of my office. Yeah. <laughs> you can't convince your own child to eat something other than cheese sandwiches. That is not my problem. When did you move on to other foods? Because you're obviously not eating three Philadelphia sandwiches a day now. So when do you remember the moment in your life where you thought, oh, you know what, I'm going to try something different? It's happened gradually, actually. Like, I tried a tomato about five years ago, and I just started eating onions. They're right. a bit weird still, but I think I like them. It's happened over time. Then about three years ago, I watched What the Health. Yeah. <laughs> and I stopped eating meat. But the problem was I didn't eat vegetables either. So then after that, I had to force myself to eat vegetables and now I like them. What's your favourite vegetable? Aubergine, but closely followed by the courgette and butternut squash. Nice. you got all the colours. I mean, I love the three of those as well. But I'd also say I was very surprised to hear those as your top three because, like, someone who's never had vegetables before didn't like them. And then you've got quite an acquired taste as your top well, these are top two. They're courgettes and aubergines. Yeah. There's some people who love vegetables who steer clear of those, don't like them, think they're slimy, whatever. But you, you've, you've like, gone all in. Yeah. Yeah, it's like someone who's never heard music before, starting with jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only ate broccoli before. I feel like broccoli and peas and all that are so boring and overused that I just wanted to have other stuff as my main thing, uh-huh. you know? So we're going for a Philadelphia bagel sandwich as your poppadoms or bread choice. Yeah. It's a good, heavy start to the meal as well. It is heavy. <laughs> you are lining your stomach for the rest of the meal, and I respect that. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, really stuck on the fact that you were so obsessed with Philadelphia cheese sandwiches because, like, I don't think I had cream cheese for a long time. I'm probably like you with vegetables, actually, uh, when, when it comes to cream cheese. Like, it was a long time until I had cream cheese. No one was giving me cream cheese as a kid. In fact, it's, it, it feels mad to me to imagine that that even popped up in your life as a child. <laughs> Someone know. was like, do you want some Philadelphia? I know. I don't know where it come from. I also, I feel like my whole life I've had this eating thing because <laughs> I have a phobia of vomit. I have a phobia of being sick, right? So I've never wanted to try anything. And I think that's why the the vegetarian life works for me as well, because I feel like I won't get ill. My girlfriend is the same as you, Anne-Marie. She's also afraid of vomit. I believe it's emetophobia, isn't it? I think is the is the name for it, which is I find yeah. it very interesting that you like cream cheese because weirdly her <laughs> emetophobia is tight is also tied to a fear of things like yogurt and cream cheese because of the texture of it. Wow. And I've just realised, as I've said that, I'm worried I've just put you off cream cheese. And I don't want to do <laughs> no. that. <laughs> no. No, can you do can't that. put me off. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've, I've like, when I was about 11 or 10, I went to Blackpool with my family um, for a karate competition. That's the puke capital of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking? Uh, (laughs) Well, the day before the competition, we went on the fairground and we were on the waltzer, which is the spinny roundy one. And um, a girl, not me, I was fine. (laughs) A girl in my cup was like coughing and I was like, don't worry, she's just coughing, she's just coughing. And then she put her hand over her mouth and I was like, what is going on? And then I just saw something come out oh, the no. side of her mouth. <laughs> and I was, I stood up and I was like, stop the ride. Please stop the ride. She's going to be sick. And the guy was obviously like, we don't care. People are sick all the time. <laughs> and my brain, this is how mad it is. My brain saw the ride stop. So I, my brain told me that it had stopped, right? And I stepped off it. Oh, man. And it was still going full pelt. And I just like... Yeah, come off of it. But I was fine. I just walked off. Oh, God. And my dad, mum and dad were just, like, watching this whole thing happen. Did you use your karate skills when you jumped off? Was that what that... <laughs> I must have. <laughs> yeah. They see I you just, have. like, land perfectly, <laughs> yeah. do some karate moves, get, get, get off of the waltzes. So, yeah, I'm so terrified of it that I think that that's, like, subconsciously made me not experiment with food. Yeah. Until the past, like, three years. So 
That's why. I get that meat thing as well. So there's less chance of making a mistake and eating something that's that's old or something that, that's got some problems with it. Yeah, I, to- I totally get that. Smart. I mean, it's not going to stop me. I love I love vomit. <laughs> Ed does love it. <laughs> Second dinner, he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> we come to your starter. Yeah. The proper meal starts now, although you've already had your favourite thing, so it seems a shame. Yeah, it's all downhill from I know. here. <laughs> um, I think I would go for some sort of quinoa butternut squash salad with French dressing and some sort of... Um, healthy stuff. Mm. <laughs> Can't no. remember the word this, for it. Is this really what you'd go for, Amory? Because even the mm. way you said healthy stuff there made me feel like you don't <laughs> want this at all. No, because I'm I've become obsessed. Whenever I do something, which is why I have like eighteen plants in my living room. Yes, because I'm obsessed now, and I I started drawing, and now I I'm surrounded by my drawing. I now I'm like I can only eat healthy things because. Why would I do it? So I'm, I actually am obsessed with quinoa and butternut squash so much that I bought five butternut squashes and five packs of quinoa and I'm going to make my lunch for the rest of the week. You're doing meal prep. That is so impressive in a, in a pandemic as well. People are not using this time to look after themselves and you're meal prepping butternut squash and quinoa like you've got a bodybuilding competition coming up. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually love I love quinoa so much. I probably would throw in some jackfruit somewhere, uh-huh. like maybe some jackfruit wings um, with barbecue sauce. That could go with it. That's all going in the starter with the quinoa <laughs> and butternut squash salad. You're just going to chuck yeah. some wings on top of it. <laughs> what is it? So I don't think anyone has chosen quinoa so far maybe they have mm. but what what is it that you love about quinoa so much because a lot of people might be listening to this going how how can someone have quinoa as one of their choices i just i love it it's like rice but less ricey <laughs> there you go. if anyone from the quinoa marketing board is listening we've just found your new slogan yeah <laughs> I think James has found what he wants uh, painted as well. If you could paint yeah. quinoa like rice but less ricey. Yo. Oh, I would love that as a quote. I would put that on my wall. And also, it fascinated me. This is disgusting. But the first time I ate quinoa and I went to the toilet, it was still fully quinoa. Oh, my God. Like it didn't. And that made you think, I'm going to prep this for the week. <laughs> It just fascinated me. It's the first thing I'd how, seen. How? That hadn't... No, no, no. I don't think that. <laughs> I can't see that happening. Just, it comes out the same as it goes in. I've never known yeah, anyone. it does. It does. Maybe Are you chewing? Are you chewing? Are you just swallowing things like a big <laughs> python? You go, I couldn't believe it. There was a whole butternut squash in there as well. <laughs> I mean, what? You, you looked back in the bowl and it was just like someone had emptied a bowl of quinoa in there. No. That's all it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd eaten other things that day, obviously, so it was still normal. And then yeah. there was just quinoa there as well. <laughs> I've never told anyone this. <laughs> no. I think what I'm interested in is that leap then from you seeing that the first time and then going, God, I think I like quinoa even more now. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, this is great. What a weird. You're like, great. I'm going to have some more quinoa. Yeah. Does it does it is it appeal to you? Because do you think, oh, this means that if I'm ever sick from quinoa, it will just come out the same and it won't make me feel it won't look like a horrible big pile of sick, it'll just look like a lovely bowl of quinoa when it comes out of my mouth. Well, get this. I I went to a hypnotherapist about my phobia mm. and I said to her, because when I feel sick, I I have to do this thing where I'm like, please go down and come out the other end. Like please, mm. I'd rather poo myself in public than be mm. sick anywhere and so I another quote for you Um, (laughs) I'd push it down like this in my brain I'd make myself do that instead of throw up Mm -hmm. and I went to the hypnotherapist and I was like is that actually real can I actually do that is that possible for me to bit my brain be that powerful to push it down instead of come out and she was like yeah yeah I'd call that a waste of Jedi powers is what I'd call that yeah. So let's say you're on the you're on the voice, you're sitting in the chair. Oh. Would you rather 
Bearing in mind you're facing the audience in that chair, you would rather shit yourself in front of all of them <laughs> than puke. What? What? I Yes. You would yes. rather do that. You think that they would go home with more respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not, but I would be happier. Imagine mm-hmm. if... Um, Tom Jones was sick, though, just as he pressed the button to spin the chair around. It'd be like the waltzers oh. all over again. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly like the waltzers. I can't even think about it. If you, Tom Jones was sick, would you respect him a little bit less? Yeah. No, I I would just, I would be out of the building. Like, when it's on TV, like, say if, like, casualties on or something, and someone's sick, I run out of my house. Like, that's ridiculous. What if? Tom Jones pressed the button to spin round and then it malfunctioned and then it just kept on spinning round and round and round. And Tom, and Tom Jones was there screaming and being like, no, help me. And then he starts being sick while it's spinning. And he's and like, like the girl on the waltzes with his hand on his mouth. And he's looking at you every time, every time it comes round. He's is, looking at you with big stranger eyes. His eyes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's asking oh, you to help him. He's, re- he's reaching out to you. Help me I've, I think I've found something that is unusual. <laughs> Sometimes I have nightmares. That they're quite regular. Someone comes up to me and says, where's the toilet? I need to be sick. Oh. And I say, it's over there. And then I run away and they think I'm showing them to the toilet. <laughs> so then they're running after me. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What are you going for for the main course? Bearing in mind you've had a bagel and a big bowl of quinoa so far. <laughs> the main course is uh, another weird vegetable that people may not like. Is um, I forgot it. This is great. Um, Guess the weird vegetable. On. Now, don't tell us the name <laughs> okay. of it. Just don't, try and describe right. it to us. And <laughs> try see and if describe we can it get... to us. I know, and we'll I know. Guess it. <laughs> it's, it's green and long. Okay, so it's either. I mean, you said you said courgette earlier. You've already said your... you love a courgette. Yeah, it's not That's... a courgette. Oh, C- cucumber. Not a cucumber. A cucumber does not a main course make. Green, um, a green bean. Green bean. No. A marrow. What's that? A marrow is like a massive courgette. Oh. you'd love it. I can't <laughs> think of any other green and long vegetables. Asparagus. Oh. No, but I do love asparagus. Yeah, I love asparagus. It's a little bit smaller than asparagus. Mm. Mange too? No, not that small. Yeah, runner beans. Not that small. Smaller than asparagus, but bigger than a mange too. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I'm green, I'm long. Smaller than an asparagus, I am. It's, um, it's, a re- it's like not very popular, I don't think. Like not used a lot. Okra. Yes! yes! Okra. I got it. It's okra. Oh, lovely. Great choice Okra. as well. Absolutely. I tell you what, what gave it away was saying it's not very popular. Some people don't like it because mm. you're right. Because people don't like it because they think it's slimy. But mm-hmm. 
how you're having your okra? How, how are you preparing it? I'm having okra in the fattest curry ever. I'm just going to put okra in there. I'm going to put um, the white version of broccoli, uh, cauliflower in there. Sorry, I can't remember the name. <laughs> Played that game with yourself for a second. Yeah. <laughs> the white version of broccoli. <laughs> yeah. Red peppers, yellow peppers, um, just every vegetable really. But okra is the main one. Chickpeas. I don't really like lentils. They're not going in. Um, but, yeah, mainly okra curry. Is there a place that you go to for okra curry that you want it to be from? Or do you cook your own okra curry? Mm, I'll cook my own. But people do do good okra curries. But it's very rare. You rarely mm. get an okra option on a on a mm. menu when you're eating out. So, yeah, it's more of a home thing. You love it as well, right, James? Yeah, I love it. Really love it. And I have had it cooked loads of different ways. And every time it's delicious. And my favourite <laughs> way probably is at Gymkhana where they just, they do the crispy okra where it's just like really crispy slices of it. And you can just, I can just eat that forever. It's mm. very difficult to stop eating that, especially when like you get a bowl for the table and you're like, oh, I've got to be considerate. I've oh. got to share this with everybody, no. but I just want to, I just want to put it away. I don't want anyone else to get anywhere near this. I feel that about Padron peppers. Yes. Oh, yeah. I should have put that in my starters oh, because yeah. they are my favourite, one of my favourite things ever and they're a dish that people share and it really annoys me. <laughs> yes. And it's it's hard to stop eating them. You're just like that. Yeah. But here's the, I think, the one good thing that's going to come out of this pandemic is I think, I think it's the death of sharing. <laughs> I think people are going to have to be way more careful now. So we might finally get back into restaurants at some point this year, but I think there's going to be a new culture of order your own and stick to your own, and I love it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Sorry, you can't have any of my Padron peppers. Do you not remember the pandemic? No, hold on a second. Go on. Now we're in this situation where Anne-Marie said Padron peppers, which is what I'd say, and you said Padron peppers. You said Padron, yeah, that's Oh, weird. yeah. Now, what is going on? I think I, I occasionally say Padron. I occasionally say Padron. <laughs> but I've never heard anyone say Padron. Oh, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm just marching to the beat of my own drum. What, what can I say? <laughs> padron. 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 <laughs> I'm thinking of it in Spanish. Padron. 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 I'm, I'm happy with Padron. 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 It's like padron. when people say, for example, I say Primark. My mum says Primark. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but your mum's just completely wrong in that scenario, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But it's like we all said IKEA. We all said IKEA before the advert came on and said IKEA. IKEA. And we were all yes. like, what? <laughs> so maybe my mum is right. It's pre-Mark. That's how I talked about the world before Mark Owen. Yeah. <laughs> before Mark Owen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before Take That came, hit, hit the scene. <laughs> how spicy is the curry, Anne-Marie? Oh, this is where... I lose respect. I, if I didn't already by talking about the poo and quinoa, um, <laughs> I have it plain. Plain? <laughs> like plain. no spice at all. And the reason why I said plain is because that Nando's have that chart, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I choose plain on that. Wow. So, wow. Which plain option do you go for? The mango or the lime? No, there is a plain as in oh, no there's mango. Plain. There's no, yeah. Oh, even below that? Yeah, like just yeah. Chi- chicken. Oh my god! Because the yeah. plain, because the, the mango and lime, I think it is it is it or yeah. the, and the lemon and herb both have a little bit of chili in them. Yeah, they're mild. They're too much. So for you, you get the basically like the Nandino one, right, for the kids. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anne Marie, do you mind if I just have a little quick meeting with Ed? <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> What's up, James? Are we allowed to kick out a guest if, <laughs> if, if they don't say the secret ingredient, but if they say something which we deem to be irredeemable, for example, having plain at Nando's? I don't think so. I think we uh, we have to accept that people like all different things. Mm. And if Anne-Marie wants a plain chicken at Nando's, she can have a plain chicken at Nando's. I don't see what the point of going to Nando's is if you just have a plain chicken. That's all. We've already... We've already Talked to her about her poo for quite a long time. And I'll be honest, I think we asked her so many questions about that. She was starting to get a bit uncomfortable and wanted to move the conversation along. I think we we just have to accept that some people like plain chicken. I like a plain chicken. I like a roast chicken. Mm. You, you wouldn't go to Nando's and order it, though? No, but everyone's different. Okay, well, that's 
let's return and see if okay. Amber can back up why she does it. But uh, I'm, I'm not feeling very good about this. <laughs> Sorry about that, Anne-Marie. We just had to have a quick chat about it. Nothing to do with you. Um, so, no. uh, plain chicken at Nando's. That's that's interesting. How do your friends react when you do that? They don't like me very much. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're embarrassed. They are embarrassed of me. Listen, I am really trying. I actually have a hot sauce in my house. That's a good first step. That I yeah. have sometimes with Philadelphia bagels. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you have to introduce every new food into your yeah. diet? You have to introduce it through the old faithful first. Yeah. My dad likes spice and my sister does a little bit, but it was never really a thing in my house until I started, you know, making friends as I got older and they were just like, what? They just couldn't believe that I didn't like spice. I, I am trying and I think I think I could do it. It's just I have a really sensitive tongue. Like uh-huh. I can tell when there's really minute de- that it things in a meal because my tongue is. I guess it's because I was brought up on the cream cheese. As soon uh-huh. as anything else touches it, um, it's like extreme. Because some people might think that that diet meant that your taste buds would get dulled over time, but actually, for you, <laughs> yeah. it's the anything that isn't Philadelphia cream cheese. It's a blank canvas because you basically you've just been eat, sustaining yourself with Philadelphia. So no other flavours have touched it. So now even the slightest dot of spice, even if it's cut with Philadelphia. Yeah, and plus, I, I, I think Nando's would be okay with me eating plain. Otherwise, they wouldn't put it on the menu, you know? But in the end, if I actually think about this, because I don't eat chicken, when I go to Nando's, <laughs> mm-hmm. all I really eat are the sides. So I have olives, coleslaw, peri chips, peri chips. They've got That's got a little yeah. bit of spice in it. That's pretty Probably. adventurous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the corn and the cob. So I have mm. the sides. They do a lovely yeah. butternut squash wrap, though. You could have the butternut squash wrap. Are you joking me? Yeah, I think they do a butternut squash <laughs> vegan vegan thing, don't they? I think they do. And you love butternut squash. And don't they do a big quinoa that. salad? Doesn't, doesn't... Yeah, they do, a big, they do a big quinoa salad, Amory. Are you joking me? No. No. <laughs> I'm going to make a promise, right, this yeah. today. Next mm-hmm. time I go to Nando's, yeah. I'm going to get the medium spice. Wow, that's a big jump as well. If you're going past lemon and herb and yeah. the mango yeah. one, straight to medium, are we sure? I'm not sure I want to take responsibility for what's going to happen here. <laughs> I've never had a stingy bum hole in spice. <laughs> what I like about that sentence is that you considered each word quite carefully and still landed still... on the worst one each time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which way are we go with this sentence? <laughs> I've never understood it because everyone says, obviously, oh God, what's in the toilet the next day? Like, I don't, I never knew what that meant. Yeah. So maybe I'll experience that for the first time. That would be nice. Something to look forward to, isn't it? <laughs> I'll let you know. It's going to be quite the jump from the uh, from the cool, creamy Philadelphia bumhole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, sounds so, it sounds so extreme when you say bumhole, but when I say yeah. it, it's fine. <laughs> so, come on to your side dish. No, I'm just going to go for garlic bread. Bread's back. Bread's back. Just like the personal trainer ordered. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Second to your regime, I like it. You know, she's giving you a very strict diet. Garlic is one of my favourite things in the whole world. I use it so much when I'm cooking that I no longer smell it. And this was when we were allowed to be out. Me and my friend went shopping. She always cusses me out for smelling like garlic. <laughs> and uh... Your friend might be a vampire. <laughs> so... We were out shopping. She keeps saying to me, God, you smell of garlic. And, um, <laughs> she sounds like she hates you. Yeah. <laughs> and she has, um, she has perfume with her all the time. And we're in a shop and she walks past me and coughs. Obviously, this was way before COVID. Um, she coughs. And I was like, what just happened there? She actually sprayed... <laughs> her perfume on me and coughed at the same time, hoping I wouldn't hear it spray out. Yeah. 
just because she was embarrassed <laughs> that I smelled of garlic. She didn't want to be hanging out with the garlic lady. No. So garlic bread is like, yeah, it's a dream, really. It's a dream combination. Yeah. And with a curry, ah, oh, yeah, can't go wrong. So obviously garlic bread can come in many forms. You, it's sort of mm-hmm. a baguette mm-hmm. garlic bread. You can have like a flatbread pizza-style garlic bread. Um, those are the two I can think of. So not not that many, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's baguette. Baguette garlic bread. Already pre-done, though. I just get those ones that come in a pack of two and uh, just shove it in the freezer for whenever I need it. Two slices. Yeah, two two baguettes. I like the big, like, proper baguette garlic bread that's, like, sliced but not down all the way mm-hmm. and that's sweaty and you can tear it open and it's, like, it's, like, got too much moisture in it. Like, it's really juicy garlic bread that you can still tear apart. That's the best. That sounds like it would have been cooked in a microwave instead of the oven. No, 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 no. In the oven. I, I, actually, you're, the one you said makes me think more of a microwave, the ones that are sliced already. No, I think you're talking about the same garlic breads here. We're talking about the same you're thing. Talking, you're talking at cross breads here. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> about the same thing. You're talking about the same bread. I think it's a good call to buy them from the shop because I've tried to make them before because my mum makes a good garlic bread, like with a proper baguette and slices it and puts the right amount of garlic butter in which is you know not too little but not too much because i tried to make one last week and if i'm putting garlic butter in i'm going to town i'm putting loads in and then wrap it in foil i put it in the oven it came out it's like i dipped the baguette in melted garlic butter it was soggy it there was no crispy elements it was just it was it was too much and i speak as someone who as he was putting the garlic butter in was popping little bits of raw garlic butter in his mouth oh Oh. oh, your friend would hate Ed. Yes. Because <laughs> I can tell you from experience, Ed stinks. <laughs> can we also talk about the way you said baguette? Oh, what, have I done it again? I mean, I say baguette and you say ah. baguette. Baguette, yeah. Interesting. Padron, yes, more of baguette. a subtle difference. But the, yeah, baguette, baguette. What do I say? Yeah, what do you say? Baguette. I think I say baguette. You say long I, I, bread. I long bread, yeah, yeah. I say long bread. <laughs> oh, that sound. We talk about the film a lot, but Ratatouille, when she squeezes the bread, and it makes that crunching sound. She's just yeah. like, that's how you tell a good loaf of bread is how it sounds. That's what she says. James loves Ratatouille. Ah. He loves the sound of the bread in Ratatouille. Sometimes I see him uh, and he's, he's listening to music on his headphones, or I think it's music. Uh, and then I listen to it through one of the headphones, and it's just that sound over and over again. He's just yeah. listening. It's just the no. bread noise from Ratatouille, which is squeezing the bread. No. Showing how good the bread should sound. <laughs> I heard that you recently, uh, you recently, your single, your new single charted at number two in the charts. Congratulations. That's very impressive. Thank you. I've got news for you. Number one was the sound of that bread. <laughs> So it's drink time now, Anne-Marie. What, what are you going for for your drink in your dream meal? It's out of two. I couldn't really decide. Um, one is a blue WKD <laughs> and the other one is a Malibu and Coke. Yeah. Amazing. You've taken us, you've taken <laughs> us from uh, an Indian restaurant to Italy and then all the way to a club in Magaluf. And I, <laughs> I love it. Blue WKD. Let's... Look, we, let's talk about the blue w, WKD first. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I've had one. What? I've never had one. What? Now, weird, weirdly, joking? I think I've had... Did they do one with Iron Brew once? I think I've had the orange yeah. one. I've had the orange one, um, but I've never had the blue one, mainly because it's blue. It's quite... Yes, yeah, very blue. If you don't mind me asking, Anne-Marie, uh, how, how old are you? 29. Okay, so I'm 36. It's mad you're 36, isn't it? Yeah. What I'm saying is, I remember Blue WKDs hitting the scene. I was a teenager, I think, and I was warned about them because, you know, there'd been a, a hooch epidemic before them. Yeah. Where, like, hooch had been, you know, p- teenagers had been necking them too fast and getting their stomachs pumped and all sorts. And then these Blue WKDs came in 
and it was like you know just the new face on an old danger you know everyone's like oh no they're basically doing it again to us they're making alcohol delicious and then we're all gonna get our stomachs pumped and uh, i was a good little boy i was very scared of these drinks yeah and i never had them and by the time i was very late to drinking and like yeah you know, i didn't really get into drinking to my late 20s so like by then i wasn't going to be ordering a blue wkd you know that would be mad so i didn't do it because i you know that's not entry level stuff when you're that age you know so like i just i've just missed the whole boat i think i was too scared and then too old i think that's exactly <laughs> the sort of thing that you would order now because you love sweet stuff you love, oh. like, brightly coloured stuff. I think blue WKD, which I can't I keep saying blue WKD. I, I don't love, know what's wrong with you. Uh, what, is it, what is it you guys call it? A blue WKD? <laughs> <laughs> Please try it. If you like bright coloured stuff and sweet stuff, WKD is perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. Just try it. How would you describe it to me? Because I've never had it before. It's, I think it's like bubblegum flavour. Uh-huh. I don't really like the taste of alcohol, which is why WKD and Malibu. Mm -hmm. So it's just delicious. It tastes like a fruit drink. I never got on board with the WKD thing. I was more of a, we were more of a Smirnoff ice crew. Loved the Smirnoff ice. We used to drink um, turbo shandies, a half pint of lager topped up with Smirnoff ice, which was absolutely perfect. How old were you? Oh, that was, I was probably between the ages of about 16 and 19. We were probably. Uh, we were probably turbo shandying all over the place. How many blue WKDs could you drink on a night out? That's what I'm always fascinated mm. by because mm. I'd say I, I drink way less now than I used to. I couldn't put away more than two beers now or one Smirnoff Ice. I just couldn't do it. If you're on a night out, are you starting with blue WKD and continuing with that throughout the evening or is it for a certain point in the night? Well, I'm a lightweight, so it doesn't take much for me to feel that way. Uh, I'd say I'd start uh, with a WKD. Probably I'll just have like a little one because, you know, they come big. So I'll just have like a little one. Then I'd go out and then me and my friends would do um, tequila rosé shots. Oh. Have you ever had that? No, no. Tequila rosé, the best thing you'll ever put in your mouth. So hold on. Uh, yeah, it's been beaten by yeah. Blue Wicked. <laughs> yeah, it has. At the moment I feel like this is... That like you're talking to your two granddads because you keep saying things like tequila rose. Have you had that? We go no. What's this faggot thing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, it doesn't taste of tequila. It's like a cream, like a pink cream Mm. that just literally tastes of strawberry, but it has tequila in it. And me and my friends have a song that goes with (laughs) when we when we have these shots. Yes, and it goes. Tequila rose, tequila rose in your mouth and up your nose and in your eyeball. That's that song. <laughs> Falls apart slightly at the end there. <laughs> really starts strong. And I guess when you were first singing the Tequila Rose song, every, so, did someone hear you singing that in the club and they were like, I, th- I think she's got something. Sign her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was it. Well, it started just as Tequila Rose in your mouth. And then it yes. went up someone's nose and we added the nose part and then it went in someone's eye and we added the eye bit at the end. She wanted to ward off strangers. Any strangers wanting to get involved. <laughs> and in your <laughs> eyes, you goddamn strangers. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. But the reason why I didn't say it for my choice is because it's a shot. You don't you don't just sip it. After tequila roses, I could have a Jägermeister, Jäger bomb. Uh-huh. Could have that getting more serious now. Um, you know how catchy that song is, actually? That song is so catchy. I know. But every time you say Tequila Rose now, okay. I'd literally in my head just tequila go straight rose. into it. I've only heard it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after the Jaeger bombs, I'd probably then go on to Malibu and Coke. So your night out is Blue Wicked's Tequila Rose, Tequila Rose, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and Jaeger, then bomb. Jaeger Bomb, and then you'll have your Malibu and Coke at the end of the yeah. day. I mean, the yeah. fact that this started by you saying you were a lightweight and then listing all of those things is... <laughs> I'm a bit, a bit of a lightweight, you see. I just have Blue WKD, Tequila Rosé, Jägermeister, and then just move on to Malibu and Coke for the rest of the <laughs> Oh, by this time, I'm smashed and a liability, so it hardly ever gets to that point. I just have the WKD and have a great time, but 
if it gets to that point, that's the stages I go in. Here's an extra food question that I can't believe we've never asked a guest before. Are you eating something when you're really hammered, when you get back or on the way home? And mm. if so, what's your choice? Probably pizza. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Pizza with, I'm a sauce girl. So I, I eat everything with sauce. <laughs> everything. So, because I have this thing where like dry food in my mouth, I've never really been comfortable with it. So this mm. is another weird thing about me. Ever since I was young, I'd eat my sandwich and drink at the same time. So everything's like in my mouth at the same time. Um, and then I got to a point where I was like, why am I lifting my sandwich up and lifting my drink up after? So I ended up just dipping my sandwiches in my drink and eating them. And then it just like became a thing of everything I eat. I dip in my drink. Did you ever find it was a bit of a problem? You get bits of Philadelphia and you blew WKD? Yeah. I actually... Why is, that, why, why is your bagel blue? And blue? <laughs> I've actually never tried that. I'm going to try a, a Philly bagel dipped in WKD. I reckon that would be so good because it's fizzy and it, oh, God, yeah. That's my thing. I can't eat foods without liquid of some sort. So sauces, barbecue sauce, aioli is one of my favourites, ranch sauce, French dressing, Caesar sauce. Oh, yeah. You're the opposite of Paul Rudd. Did you know this, that the actor Paul Rudd uh, doesn't like any sauce? He will only eat dry food. What? Yeah, Why? exactly our reaction. I mean, he's we found this out from Ashling B, but he refuses to come on the podcast, probably because he knows we'd absolutely, to use your phrase earlier, cuss him out for it. Yeah, <laughs> we would cuss him Why? out. Why? But that's a, it's a, like, I would say why. Yeah. Because you got a fear of it, like mixing or something. He would probably ask you why you dip all your food in your drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is Because that's, like that's like an eating competition technique. You know, when you see people at like yes. hot dog eating competitions, they dip they dip their hot dogs into, into their water. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought mine came from like cereal and having like the cereal in the milk. And then I was like, mm. well, people dip their biscuits in their cup of tea. Then it just became... Like a normal thing that you do with everything. Uh-huh. The bagel. I don't think I'd dip a hot dog in water as well. Water's just, mm. it doesn't give you any extra flavour to the to your meal. It's just uh-huh. like soggy food. So I tend to go for a cup of tea or orange juice or Coke, you know, something with a bit of flavour. I'm not sure if that's, if that's more appealing. <laughs> We come now to the dessert, yes. the, the big closer. Mm. I would say something like sticky toffee pudding, but it's so boring that I didn't want to say that. So I chose a knobbly bobbly. <laughs> and yes. a one of those wish things, you know, what are they called? Fortune cookies. Fortune cookies. And I literally, for some reason, I don't know why, there is one on my floor right there. I don't know why it's there. Well, obviously you've got to open it on the podcast. We've got to go know what your fortune it. is. <laughs> okay. There we go. What would the fortune be? <laughs> what would the fortune you will, be? You will try a medium spice at, <laughs> at Nando's. Oh, this is crap. Let's face it, after 2020, the only way is up. Hello, 2021. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's not, that doesn't sound very wise. <laughs> It's not much of a fortune <laughs> prediction. It's just the year after 2020 is 2021. We all know that. <laughs> cookie to tell us that. Thank you. I think even the people writing the fortunes and fortune cookies have started trying now. It's like, well, let's face it. It, it. it shouldn't start with let's face it. No fortune cookies. <laughs> you start with, with the phrase let's face let's it. Let's face it. <laughs> so do you actually like the taste of fortune cookies then? Yeah. I'd have about five of those just to make sure I get um, a fortune that actually connects with me mm-hmm. and then yeah the knobbly bobbly is the the queen of ice lollies i the think queen of ice lollies what take us through a knobbly bobbly because i've not had one i've not had a knobbly bobbly in years i think knobbly bobbly starts with like um i don't know what way it is whether it's the chocolate or the strawberry i'm just gonna say it's chocolate in the middle then mm. strawberry and then on the outside just all of those Hundreds of thousand things mm-hmm. all the way down. Because people always say, oh, a fab's better. But it's not because the best bit of the fab is the top bit. And that's what a knobbly wobbly is the whole way. 
Sure. When you say people say a fab's better, how how often would you say you have this conversation? <laughs> well, I guess whenever I I say when whenever I'm at an ice cream van and I say I'm having a knobbly bobbly, and they're like, "Why don't you get a fab?" And then we have that conversation. <laughs> your your friends say that to you, not the ice cream man. No, he doesn't say that. He don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can honestly say. If someone said to me, what dessert do you think Anne-Marie's going to pick? Uh, even in a million years, I never would have guessed a knobbly bobbly and a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually mad. Well, you didn't realise how mad it was until you put it like that. Yeah. I'll have a knobbly bobbly and a fortune cookie, please. <laughs> well, you can. It's the dream restaurant. I'm going to read your order back to you now, Anne-Marie. Um, okay. See how you feel about it. Here we go. Still water is what you wanted. Uh, Poppadoms or bread? You would like a Philadelphia bagel sandwich from the right-hand shop on Brick Lane. <laughs> one on the right. Uh, starter, you want quinoa, butternut squash salad with French dressing and healthy stuff. Maybe jackfruit wings with barbecue sauce. Main course, okra curry with cauliflower, a.k.a. the white broccoli, with red peppers, yellow peppers and chickpeas. No spice. Zero spice. Mm-hmm. Drink, blue WKD slash Malibu and Coke. Slash tequila rosé, tequila rosé. Uh, dessert, a knobbly bobbly with a fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds delicious. It's a great menu, but it's like you've just written down as many different ingredients as possible on different bits of paper, then thrown them in the air and picked them up randomly. Yes. Joe, you know what? It's one of the most important menus for like, I mean, you know, this is why we have these discussions because context is important. And if I showed anyone this menu on its own, they would go, that person's mad. (laughs) Um, But if they knew all about you and your different phobias and all that sort of stuff, then the menu makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. It was fantastic. Thank you very much, Amberie, for coming to the Dream Restaurant. Thank Thank you. you, Well, there we are. Hello, Benito. Oh, there we go. Sorry, welcome, Benito. Back. Um, there was the off-menu menu of Anne-Marie. Thank you very much for coming in to the Dream Restaurant, Anne-Marie, uh, and for picking such a weird menu. We will now uh, plug your single, Don't Play. Yeah, I think, I think you've earned it. Such a wacky old menu. I can only imagine what your music must sound like. Wacky too, I guess. The musical equivalent of a knobbly-bobbly and a fortune cookie. <laughs> Yes, Anne-Marie has released a new single called Don't Play with KSI and Digital Farm Animals, uh, who I believe she calls Nobbly Bobbly and the Fortune Cookie. (laughs) Yes. Um, So go and check that out. Uh, Stream it. I don't know what you kids are doing. Stream it. Buy it. Um, Me and James will probably get it on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, And go and check that out. And The Voice, of course, uh, the legendary talent show, which Anne-Marie is a judge on, is on Saturday's ITV 8.30, 8.30, straight after The Masked Singer. Or, if you're me, it's on YouTube and you watch it and cry. Yes! Anne-Marie did not say Ribena Toothkind. But it would have been out of place. It wouldn't menu. have been out of place. So it, Blue WKD is the sort of alcoholic Ribena Toothkind, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, she's dipping most of her foods in drinks anyway, so most likely if we did let her eat that meal, who yeah. knows what drinks would be brought up to the table. And may, maybe... Maybe one slipped through our fingers there. She even mentioned a secret ingredient which one of our past guests was kicked out for. Hundreds and thousands came up, which now just sends a chill of excitement down my spine. Every time someone says hundreds of thousands, I'm like, yes. should we kick them out anyway? Kick them out and they'll land on Jade because she's already she's just, yeah. just lying in front of the restaurant all the time from when we kicked her out. <laughs> uh, so go and check all those Anne-Marie things out Uh Oh, James, we should plug our live stream. We had to move it by a couple of weeks, but it's, yes. it means a lot more people now know about it and a lot more people uh, can make it because I've got a lot of messages from people saying, we couldn't make it before and now I can and now it's my birthday and it's going to be a great night. So watch Off Menu, the Redemption Dinner Party. We're having previous guests back who made awful choices and giving them a chance to make up for their past mistakes. Go on our website, offmenupodcast.co.uk or go on dice.fm. And buy some tickets. It's on the 7th of Feb, James, on a Sunday, isn't it? I'm very excited. A big old redemption dinner party on a Sunday. Let's see if these people can redeem themselves or if they even want to. Maybe some of them will be stubborn and stick to their original choices and we can tear them apart all over again. 
Yes. Oh, actually, sorry, James. I've just the, looked over in the cor- in free food corner. Uh, we've been very lucky boys recently, haven't we? Oh, thank you so much to the people who have sent us some cook at home kits. Yes. It's best of both worlds, right? Bobw, mate. We've uh, we've had s- some wonderful pork buns from Flesh and Buns, which mm. is a great restaurant that comes up a lot in Catherine Bohart's episode. Uh, yes. And now I, I'm doing mine tonight, James. I believe you've done yours already. I loved it. So I did it yesterday. So easy to do. I just, I mean, I, I know this sounds like I'm advertising it, but like, I, I, just genuinely from the heart. Cook it so easy. Just so tasty, man. I was sitting there eating and feeling like, oh, this is a proper treat. Been a long time since a proper treat. We're not, we're not getting treats all the time these days at home. You know, you get a takeaway or you, you cook your own meal. Takeaway's a treat, mate. Takeaway's a treat. Come on. Yeah, takeaway's a treat. Cooking your own meals a treat. They both got good things there. But this is like, oh, I'm getting restaurant quality food in my home because I've just made it. It's not there. Take away sometimes. Some of the stuff is lost in the transit, you know? And you go, ah, this has been on the back of a bike. Making this, I was like, I feel like I'm in a restaurant. But the restaurant is my house, which I wish every restaurant was. Well, more and more restaurants are doing it. We've also been sent uh, some amazing dumplings uh, from My Neighbours the Dumplings, which is a dumpling restaurant in Dalston, I believe, which came up on Josie Long's episode. Mm-hmm. So these are all these are all off-menu certified bangers. So go and yes. check out My Neighbours the Dumplings. They're doing some great cocktails and stuff as well. Uh, do go and have a look at that. And thank you so much for sending us those, guys. Let's say goodbye for now, and we'll see you next week on the Off Menu Podcast. Bye! Bye! Hello, I'm Lou Sanders, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, you might like my podcast, Cuddle Club. It's about cuddling, yes, but really it's just a way into relationships and asking cheeky questions like who was your mum's favourite and uh, when were you last unfaithful. Previous guests include Alan Davies, Ashling B, Catherine Ryan, Rich Dosman, Ed Gamble, Nish Kumar, and other legends. Get it on Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your all podcasts. And remember to CC everybody in, if CC stands for Cuddle Club. 